Welcome to the LifeSpring Church Podcast. May the Word of God be a blessing to you. Connect with us and consider giving online at lifespringchurch.us. Putting on that display, but as I began to get closer, I realized it was in a residential area. And so I continued to drive and drive until I found where, amen, the, the, the fireworks are going off. And I just thought, you know, I'm just going to park right here at this house. And I saw people out just enjoying. You know how it is in America. We just enjoy having a good time. And we're, we're thanking God for our freedoms and, and, and while we still have them. And so I, I, I just pulled over and parked. And when I did, there was a guy who was standing there. And uh, he said, oh, no, buddy, you don't want to park right there. You don't want to park right there, buddy. And I, I realized that I was right there where they were lighting up the fireworks. <laughs> and uh, he said, you want to keep moving? You want to keep moving, buddy? And so, but it was just a great time. And, and uh, to, to, to be able to live in this country and to celebrate the liberty that we have and how we can worship the Lord and how we can praise God, we are truly blessed. Can somebody say amen? amen. In a private, now famously made public letter written, to his wife, Abigail Adams, dated July the 3rd, 1776. John Adams, one of our nation's founders, wrote these words, and I quote, The second day of July will be the most memorable epoch in the history of America. He told his wife that it would be celebrated by succeeding generations as the great anniversary festival. It ought to be commemorated as the day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. It ought to be solemnized with pomp and parade, with shows, games, sports, guns, bells, bonfires, and illuminations from one end of the continent to the other from this time forward forevermore. John Adams said to his wife that the second day of July. July the 2nd should be commemorated. Well, ladies and gentlemen, he got the sentiment right, but he got the day wrong. <laughs> Although the Continental Congress voted on July 2nd to break away from the British Empire, July the 4th will come to be recognized as the day that we celebrate our nation's founding, from which Thomas Jefferson, having been tasked with, completed the writing of the Declaration of independence and thank God for that writing amen even though John Adams got the day wrong he he felt that all the legwork that he had did behind the scenes and others had did behind the scenes to to break away in that vote on July 2nd would be the day that we would commemorate but yet it is July 4th because of the writing of Thomas Jefferson but here I believe that some of the words that John Adams wrote still ring true today on this Sunday, July the 2nd, 2023, I believe that today should be and could be and can be a day of deliverance through worship and praise and devotion to God Almighty. And I will add through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. If you believe that, can somebody clap your hands and can somebody shout amen? 
If there is anybody here today, amen, that you're bound by your past and your past mistakes and the hurts and the wrongs uh, that have been done to you and the things that you have done wrong to God, uh, I come to let you know that today uh, can be a day of deliverance. It does not matter what you have been going through. It does not matter what you have been addicted to. I believe the song that we sung, that the chains uh, can be broken. The Lord uh, can set you free as more than just a holiday that we have come uh, to think about and observe. Amen. But I come to let somebody know uh, that Jesus Christ can uh, set you free. If you believe that, can somebody lift up your voice uh, and can you give God praise here today? Hallelujah. Amen. John Asen said that it should be a day that we focus on God, not just uh, on the illuminations, not just on the bells and the whistles and the sounding of the guns and the fireworks, uh, but it should be a day that we focus in devotion uh, to God Almighty because I believe uh, that when you begin to praise God, I believe uh, that when you begin to worship the Lord, something uh, begins to happen. When you lift up your voice in prayer and when you lift up your voice in praise, uh, God can do something in your life. The Bible tells us uh, that out of the mouth, the babes and sucklings, uh, God, uh, amen, has perfected praise. Amen. When Jesus quoted that scripture, he said, out of the mouth, the babes and sucklings, uh, hast thou ordained strength. Can I tell somebody that when you begin to praise God, no matter how long you've been living for the Lord, maybe, maybe you've only been serving God since the beginning of the year, or you've been a part of this church, uh, amen, for the last nine years, uh, it does not matter, amen, how long you've been living for God. When you begin to praise God, uh, amen, the Bible gives us an understanding. Jesus said uh, that it is the ordained strength of God. Amen. So no matter what you've gone through this past week, uh, no matter what you've been going through this year, when you begin to step into the sanctuary and you recognize that he is worthy to be praised, uh, as you begin to praise God, uh, he will strengthen you no matter how weak you feel, no matter how weary you are, no matter what you've been going through. When you begin to praise God, uh, amen, it releases the ordained strength of God. Can somebody lift up your hands? Can somebody lift up your voice? Can somebody give God praise once? Once again, hallelujah, Jesus. We glorify you today. Amen. In the Psalms, that scripture says, not only has he perfected praise, but it goes on to say, so that he may steal the mouth of the avenger and the enemy. When you begin to praise God, it shuts the devil up. Amen. The enemy that's been lying to you, that's deceived you, that's held you bound. When you start to praise God, amen, chains began to break. The enemy has to be shackled and you must be set free when you begin to praise God. Has anybody come to praise the Lord today? Can you shout amen? I will submit to you here this morning that this is a day to celebrate if you've been set free from the bondage of sin and Satan through the power of of Jesus Christ. We sung about the power of his name. Amen. And if you have been set free, you have a reason to celebrate. Not just because, amen, you live here in this great country. Not just because you're a part of a great church. Uh, but if Jesus Christ has made you free, you have a reason to rejoice. And if you haven't been set free yet, if you haven't, amen, had those those chains of shame and bondage broken in your life. You can be set free today. Turn to somebody and tell them you can be set free today. The Bible says, behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, today is the day of salvation. Turn to somebody and tell them today is the day. Amen. You don't have to delay. 
Today is the day of salvation. Here in the verse of scripture that we read here in Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 1, the apostle Paul wrote these words to the church in Galatians to remind them where the Lord had brought them from and what the Lord was doing and was going to continue to do in their lives. There they were in what is now central Turkey or Turkey as they pronounce it now. Amen. The Galatian church that was planted by the apostle Paul. Amen. He was writing to them because he had to deal with those who were Gentile believers who had been deceived into thinking that salvation could only be received after being circumcised. In other words, there were those who were falsely teaching that if you were a Gentile, a non-Jewish believer, that you had to become Jewish first, hence circumcised, in order to be justified and be in a right standing with God. But the Apostle Paul reminded those same believers that Jesus Christ gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world, and that knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law, but by the work of faith in Jesus Christ. For by the works of the law, no, sh no flesh shall be justified. He went on to write in chapter 3, verses 13 and 14, that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Amen. The Apostle Paul reminded, amen, those young believers. Uh, he reminded those who live in what is now modern-day Turkey, amen, to understand that Christ uh, has redeemed us from the curse of the law because Jesus uh, went to the cross because he laid down his innocent, sinless life uh, and gave himself when he hang uh, on that tree. He did that so that we could be redeemed uh, and so that we could receive the blessing of Abraham. What is that blessing of Abraham? Uh, so that we... Might, who are Gentiles, who are non-Jews, uh, who are in Christ, might receive the promise of the Spirit uh, through faith. Uh, can somebody say through faith? If anybody receives the wonderful gift of God's Holy Spirit, uh, it is by faith in Jesus Christ. It's not by your own works. Uh, it's not by your own ability. You don't get good to get God. You get God to get good. You're not holy without the Holy Spirit. Uh, so you can't look the part enough. Uh, you can't do everything just right enough to receive the Holy Spirit. No, uh, you've got to put your faith in the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, you've got to understand that even though you are unworthy, he is worthy. And because of what he did on the cross, he can make you worthy. And because of what he did uh, through his death, burial, and resurrection, uh, if you believe in him, uh, you can be forgiven uh, and you can be filled with the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit if you believe that can Somebody clap your hands uh, and can somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. 
The apostle Paul wanted them to understand that whether you are Jewish or non-Jewish, uh, it's not some surgery that puts you into the family of God, uh, but it's your faith, amen, in the only Savior, amen, the one true living God who manifested himself in flesh, uh, amen, to bring us salvation. When you put your faith uh, in Jesus Christ, when you turn uh, from your lifestyle of sin uh, and you turn to God on the altar of repentance, uh, when you follow up that repentance by being baptized in water in the only saving name of Jesus Christ, uh, his blood that he shed 2,000 years ago activated to wash away every sin uh, and every mistake that you ever made. Uh, when you receive the precious gift of the Holy Spirit, uh, that's what puts you in the right standing, in the right position with Almighty God. Uh, not how good you are, but how good God's grace is in your life. Is anybody thankful for the grace and the goodness and the mercy of Almighty God? Can you lift up your hands? Can somebody lift up your voice? Uh, and can you give God praise right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The Apostle Paul goes on to illustrate towards the end of Galatians chapter 4. He gives an illustration to drive home this point of the difference between those who are bound by the entirety of the law of Moses. Not just the ceremonial law, not just the moral law, but the dietary laws. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm thankful that we are no longer underneath the dietary laws of Moses. It's like I said, I originally come from Memphis. Amen. We are now connected to Kansas City. Amen. We share the same pastor and Bishop Stan Gleason. Amen. But ladies and gentlemen, I like barbecue. Praise God. Amen. But according to the law, if it was pork, you can't have it. I like cheeseburgers. But according to the law, you can have cheeseburgers. I don't know if y'all eat catfish up here. But according to the law, you can't eat catfish. It was considered an abomination to eat catfish. But thank God we're not underneath the dietary laws anymore. Amen. I'm thankful that Jesus Christ did away with that dietary law. I'm thankful he did away with that ceremonial law, that surgical law. But he didn't do away with the moral law. There are people who think, you know, because of grace, there's no more moral law. You don't have to worry about it. You know, you can live any kind of lifestyle. You know, if catfish was an abomination, then, then this lifestyle is not an abomination because it was underneath the law. No, 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 no. God's moral law still stands. You just can't walk out and shoot somebody. Amen. And you can't shoot them with your gossip either. Amen. Because hatred is just as sinful as going to shoot somebody. Can somebody say amen? Amen. God's moral law still stands. But I am thankful that we're not underneath the dietary law. Because I guarantee you I'm going to have some Andes after this service is over. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. So he drives home the point. Amen. That there is a difference uh, between those who are bound by the entirety of the law of Moses. And those who have been made free by the blood of Jesus Christ and liberated by his spirit. That's when he writes in, in Galatians chapter 5, verse number 1, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. There are those, uh, amen, Paul was writing to those during that day who are trying to bring you into just a religiosity instead of a relationship with Almighty God. They're trying to get you uh, to just go through the rituals. Uh, amen, it's easy to go through the rituals, uh, but your heart be far away from God. It's easy to come to church on Sunday, especially in America, and check off your religious checklist and say, I'm okay, uh, but yet, amen, not be involved in what God uh, wants to do in your life. But amen, but the 
Apostle Paul said it's got to go beyond uh, just mere simple religion. Uh, it's got to go beyond just the rituals. Uh, amen. It's got to go beyond just the ceremony. There's got to be a close, intimate, personal relationship uh, with Jesus Christ. Uh, and the only way you're going to have that is by faith in him. Uh, the only way that you're going to have that is being faithful to him. Uh, the only way you're going to have that is continue to pray uh, and continue to worship uh, and continue to give uh, and continue to make yourself available to be used by God. He said, there are those who will try to bring you in bondage, who will try to enslave you to the things of this world again, to just religiosity. But no, amen, the Lord has made you free, so you got to stand fast. You've got to make up in your mind that I'm not just going to go through the motions, but I'm going to, amen, continue to be liberated by the Spirit of Almighty God. I'm going to continue to allow the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen, I just feel to preach just for a second and to remind LifeSpring United Pentecostal Church that God God has placed you here not just to be another denomination in the city. Amen. There's a whole bunch of churches. And thank God for everybody that believes that Jesus Christ died and came alive again. I pray that the Lord will reveal his truth to them. That with the knowledge that they have, that they will continue to go further. I pray that every church on this street will receive the revelation of who Jesus Christ is. And that they can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. But ladies and gentlemen, can I remind you that you're not just another church the Lord did not call your pastor to the city and the Lord did not connect you to this assembly for you just to be another religious amen building for you to be just another denomination no the Lord has made you free the spirit of God that we felt here this morning the Holy Ghost that's moving in this place the miracles that have been happening in this church that's what it's all about life transformation amen we're not to just be another church we're not just to be like everybody else no the Lord has given us power he has given us freedom we, does anybody believe that here today I'm going to catch somebody if you believe that can you stand to your feet can you put your hands together and can you glorify the name of Jesus turn somebody and tell them we be free turn somebody else and tell them we are free praise God you may be seated Paul wanted to help those believers and all who would place their faith in Jesus Christ to understand that in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. Because of God's grace through the work of Jesus Christ on the cross, they have been called to liberty. Though he cautioned them in verse number 13 of chapter 5, that even though they have been called unto liberty, that they were not to use their liberty for an occasion for the flesh, but by love serve one another. Paul had made it clear that only Jesus can make you free. Turn to my and tell him only Jesus can set you free. And can I tell you here today that once Jesus makes you free, he intends to keep you free. I said once Jesus sets you free, he intends to keep you free. It's not his will or his plan for you to become entangled again by the bondage of sin and Satan. I said it's not God's will for you and I to be entangled again by the bondage of sin and Satan. That doesn't mean that you will live a perfect life. It doesn't mean that you will live a sinless life. But what it does mean is that you can live a, an overcoming life. You can live a life of victory and freedom.
You don't have to be entangled by condemnation. You don't have to be entangled by depression. You don't have to be entangled by the enemy. I come to tell somebody you don't have to be, amen, bound by alcohol. Amen. I come and let somebody know that you don't have to be bound by drugs and depression. You don't have to be bound by pornography or oppression. You don't have to be bound by idolatry or demon possession, but you can be set free. Amen. If there is a witness in this house, I'm wondering, can somebody lift up your hands as a testimony that you can be set free? I wonder, can somebody lift up your voice through praise and let somebody else know that Jesus Christ can set you free? Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm not preaching to the perfect people today, but I'm preaching to somebody that's got a testimony that I once was bound in sin, but Jesus took me in and then a little light from heaven filled my soul. Uh Does anybody get a testimony that the Lord forgave you, that he changed you, that he broke some chains in your life? Can somebody shout hallelujah? If you want to be free, I will submit to you that there are two things that you would need to do before you can be made free. Amen. First, you have to recognize the bondage of your problem. I said the first thing you must do is recognize the bondage of your problem. And then by placing your faith in Jesus Christ, allow his truth to unshackle you and continue to allow his word to liberate you. This is what Jesus said in John chapter 8, verses 31 through 36. The Bible says, then Jesus said to the Jews who believed him, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, we be Abraham's seed, and we're never in bondage to any man. How can you say that you shall be made free? Jesus answered them, and verily, verily, I say unto you, whoever Commit sin is the servant of sin, and the servant abides not in the house forever, but the son abides forever. If the son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. When Jesus said these words, those who heard Jesus that day said, we be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any. They thought they, they were free. We be free. What you talking about, Jesus? We've never been in bondage to anybody. But by refusing to recognize their history, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, their ancestors were in bondage of slavery in Egypt. And not only that, but, but by the time Jesus came along, amen, there are others of their ancestors who have gone into Babylonian captivity, who have gone into Assyrian captivity, who have been spread all around the world. And they said, we have never been in bondage. Our people have never, we be Abraham, see, we be free. We've never been in bondage to anyone, but by refusing to recognize their history and their present need for deliverance. They remained in bondage to their unbelief. They thought they were okay. We know the Old Testament. We know the scriptures. We pray. We fast. We've been circumcised. You don't understand who we are. We are the descendants, the offspring of Abraham. We've never been in bondage to anybody, but they failed to recognize their need for salvation, their need for deliverance, and as a result, they remained in the bondage of their unbelief. Can I tell you that there are people all around this city who are still in bondage to unbelief, even they go, even though they go to a church, a Christian denomination. 
they're not just those who are bound by sin and, 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 and as we know as far as alcohol and chemical uh, uh, substances and, 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 and vices of sin, but those who are bound by unbelief because they refuse to recognize their need for present deliverance. But Jesus made it clear to them on that day, and he makes it clear to us here today, that if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. The opposite is true also. If Jesus doesn't make you free, you are still bound indeed. I said, if Jesus does not make you free, I don't care, amen, how many classes you go to AA. I don't care, amen, how many counseling sessions you go to. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care what your educational level is. I don't care what your position or status is in life. If Jesus does not make you free, you're still bound by sin and Satan. But if Jesus makes you free, I said if Jesus makes you free, amen, you are free indeed. I come to tell somebody here this morning, I come to preaching into the atmosphere. Somebody who may be watching online, if you want to be free, you've got to let Jesus make you free. I say you've got to let Jesus set you free. And if he sets you free, you will be free indeed. Only Jesus can forgive of your past mistakes and wrongdoing. Only Jesus can cleanse you from your sin. Only Jesus can deliver you and heal your brokenness. Only Jesus can truly break the chains of bondage and addiction. He can fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Only Jesus can do that. Amen. Pastor John says, a wonderful man of God, uh, but he cannot fill you with the Spirit of God. Uh, amen. There are some chains of bondage he could counsel you, but, but without the Spirit of God, without the power of the name of Jesus Christ, uh, amen, you will still be in bondage, but Jesus can do it. And here's the good news. He can and he will. He is able and he desires to do it today. Jesus can. I know I'm sounding redundant. I know I'm saying over and over, but I'm coming to, amen, to let somebody hear it, amen, in their spirit that Jesus can free you today. Uh, Jesus can give you the victory today. Can somebody shout today? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus can do that today. Amen. Can we stand all over this house? Amen. He can do it today if you would place your faith and trust in him. He said, if you would continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You know, that word indeed leapt out to me when Jesus said, you, you will be my disciples indeed. Can somebody say indeed? The Bible says, whatsoever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. James chapter 1 verse number 25 says, but whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this person shall be blessed in his deed. Amen. I come to tell somebody here today, if you want to be blessed indeed, you must obey the word of God. I said if you want to be blessed indeed, you must obey the word of God. And the word of God says that you must be born again in order to see and in order to enter into the kingdom of God. 
Amen. I come to let somebody know in this house here at Life Spring today that if you want to be blessed indeed, if you want to be free indeed, uh, you must be born again of the water and of the spirit. You must be born free. Turns to my tongue, you must be born free. When you are born free into God's kingdom, you have certain rights and privileges that the enemy can't take away from you. Let me say it again. When you have been born free, when you have been born again of the water and of the spirit, when you have been born into God's kingdom, you have certain rights and privileges that the enemy, the devil, cannot take from you. The oppressor cannot bind you. He cannot keep you bound when you know your rights. When you stand fast in the liberty in which Christ has made you free, you can say, oh, no, not today, devil. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can say the devil is a liar. I've been baptized in Jesus' name. I spoke in tongues when the Holy Ghost came. Amen. Satan, you're bound. You're on your way down, but I'm on my way up. When the enemy comes and brings up your past, you can say that's underneath the blood, devil. Amen. Hallelujah. You can try to lie all you want to, but I've been forgiven. You can never be forgiven, but I've been forgiven. When the enemy tells you that you're no good, that you can't make it, that God is not going to use you, you can say, oh, no, devil, you can't be used by God, but I, I have a purpose. God has a plan for my life. When the enemy comes against your family and it looks like it's all over, amen, there's no hope. You can say, oh, no, devil, not today. Amen. God has given me a promise. The Lord is going to bring back my child. God is going to save my loved one. Amen. You can say, not today, devil. When you get that doctor's report and you have no hope, you can say, but God, there is a God who sits on the throne. He is the great physician. And I thank God for the medical staffs and I thank God for all modern day medicine, but when they say amen there's no hope then I can hear a voice that says try me amen try Jesus somebody can let the enemy know not today devil Amen. I can hear the word of the Lord say, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. There's somebody you haven't been living for God for very long, and the enemy has been trying to tell you that because you made a mistake, that you never were saved to begin with, but the devil is a liar. If you went down in Jesus' name, you didn't just get wet, but the blood of Jesus washed away your sins. And whenever you make a mistake, you don't have to be baptized all over again. If you've already been baptized in Jesus' name, you just got to fall on your knees. You just got to humble yourself and say, Lord, I messed up. I made a mistake, but I believe in the power of your blood. You can say, not today, devil. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to stop living for God. I'm not going to stop going to the house of God. I'm going to keep on serving the Lord because I can be forgiven. Can somebody clap your hands and can somebody give God praise here today? Somebody say, not today, devil. That's basically what the Apostle Paul said in Acts chapter 22, verses 26 through 28. He was about to be brutally beaten with the whip by Roman soldiers for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. It had happened before. He had been stoned before. He had been whipped before. But the Bible says that while they were stretching him out for the lash, that he knew who he was as a citizen of Rome and more importantly as a believer in Jesus Christ. He said, oh, no, not today. You might just think I'm Jewish, and I am, but I'm also a Roman citizen. And according to the law, you're not to be the Roman citizen without giving him a fair trial. And the Bible says that when the centurion heard that, he went and told the chief captain, saying, Take heed what you do, for this man is a Roman citizen. Then the chief captain came and said unto him, 
said unto Paul, tell me, are you a Roman citizen? He said, yea. And the chief captain answered, with a great psalm obtain I this freedom. I paid a whole lot of money to become a naturalized citizen. But Paul said, but I was freeborn. I was born a citizen. Amen. My mom and dad, I didn't have to pay anything. I was born free. Paul understood that as a Roman citizen and as a citizen of heaven, that there are certain things that you don't have to put up with. There are just some things you don't have to put up with in life. As a born-again believer, can I remind everybody here at Life Spring Church today that there are just some things that you don't have to put up with from the devil. You don't have to be bound, but you can be released through the power of the name of Jesus by the Spirit of our God. The Bible says, now the Lord is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. When you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, you don't have to be bound. When you have the Holy Ghost on the inside, when you have been born again of the water and of the Spirit, you are a citizen of heaven. As the church of the living God, we are citizens of heaven. We be free. We are free. We're not bound, and we don't have to be bound. Thank you for listening to the LifeSpring Church Podcast. Join us in person on Sundays at 11 a.m. Visit us online at lifespringchurch.us.